This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Site Broker, and welcome to Adult Site Broker Talk, where every week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we discuss what's going on in our business. Plus, we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week, we'll be talking to PR expert Erica Icon of The Rub. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce Adult Site Broker Cash, the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. With Adult Site Broker Cash, you'll have the chance to earn as much as 20% of our broker commission referring sellers and buyers to us at Adult Site Broker. Check our website at adultsitebroker.com for more details. First of all, today, let's cover some of the news going on in our industry. Electronic Frontier Foundation, the leading digital rights nonprofit, has released a comprehensive report praising the Woodhole Foundation's ongoing lawsuit challenging the constitutionality of the FOSTA-SESTA legislation. FOSTA-SESTA was drafted by religiously motivated Midwestern Republicans and sold to Democratic members of Congress as an anti-human trafficking measure. In fact, since Donald Trump signed it into law in April 2018, FOSTA has had zero to negative effect in the fight against actual human trafficking in the U.S. The legislation has in fact made it more difficult for law enforcement to identify actual instances of human trafficking. The EFF report, titled Plaintiffs Continue Effort to Overturn FOSTA, one of the broadest internet censorship laws, explores recent legal briefs filed in federal court recently where plaintiffs' Woodhole Freedom Foundation, Human Rights Watch, the Internet Archive, Alex Andrews, and Erica Koskik argue that the law violates the First and Fifth Amendments and the Constitution's prohibition against ex-post facto laws. EFF, together with Daphne Keller at the Stanford Cyber Law Center, as well as lawyers from Davis Wright, Tremaine, and adult industry law firm Walters Law Group, represent the plaintiffs. Pineapple Support will hold a three-day online wellness event specifically aimed at the adult industry in the UK from September 23rd to the 25th. The event will include live workshops and interactive webinars from Pineapple Support therapists, as well as activities such as breathwork, meditation, and workouts. We're really excited to bring this event to the UK, said Pineapple Support founder Leah Tannett. We'll be focusing on self-care, mental and physical well-being, and education. There will be presentations from UK-based organizations NUM and Dean Street, as well as legal information from sex worker positive law firm Gillen D. Alwis Solicitors. To top it all off, the event will end with five hours of comedy and music to get feet moving and faces smiling, said Tannett. The three-day virtual wellness event will go online at 10 a.m. British Standard Time on September 23rd. Legacy adult magazine Screw, founded in 1968 and published weekly by the late porn pioneer Al Goldstein, will be relaunched as a monthly by AMG Medium Group in Miami. The new version of the publication, which was last published in 2003, will debut in December and, according to a rep, will be distributed primarily as a 
dynamic digital magazine available on the web for tablets and mobile with limited edition print copies available to celebrate special occasions. Streaming media entrepreneur and longtime Al Goldstein friend Phil Ottiliano will serve as Screw's new publisher. Ottiliano previously launched Screw TV for Roku in 2018. For nearly 40 years, Screw engaged its cult readership with adult film and product reviews, irreverent humor, politically charged commentary, and of course, loads of porn, said a rep. Screw was also home to dozens of up-and-coming artists and illustrators over the years, including Andy Warhol, Keith Haring, Danny Hellman, Spain Rodriguez, even John Lennon contributed his erotic art. Ateliano promises more of the same, but now in color and with a lot better grooming. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. This week we're featuring a premium tube site. The owner originally bought a tube script, but revised it by adding the following. An adoption for premium videos on a pay-per-sale basis, multi-language functionality, tabs, Banners in different sizes with the option to add keywords and view stats, a pop underscript, a pre-roll system to show pre-rolls on VR as well as 2D videos, and an option so you can import embedded content in bulk from other tubes. The site has over 20,000 non-exclusive videos and trailers. The site acts as an affiliate for all of the studios and earns on a rev share or PPS model while sending traffic to those sites. The traffic is 90% direct, 10% affiliate. This is a great custom tube site for a company that already has traffic to send to the tube that they want to monetize. Everything is plug and play. This is an outstanding product for campsites, tubes, or any other site that wants to better monetize their traffic. And it's selling for only $125,000. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today on Adult Site Broker Talk is Erica Icon, the owner of The Rub PR. Erica, thanks for being with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, Erica was born in New York City. She's one of the feistiest women in the adult industry. She's had almost 15 years of experience. In 2008, she started her own firm, The Rub PR, a full-service adult PR agency, working with the top studios, companies, cam models, and performers. Prior to working at adult, she worked as an art director and copywriter for well-respected ad agencies in Los Angeles. Erica has helped promote her clients and the brands effectively and brought them into the mainstream arena. In 2014, Icon got her client Kimber James cast on E! Entertainment's Botched and even appeared with her on the show. So we're talking to a true celebrity here. Uh, <laughs> she's helped cast numerous clients in mainstream TV and movies, in addition to scoring interviews for clients with Cosmo, Cosmo Latina, L, Refinery29, Vice, Playboy, Jezebel, The Daily Beast, GQ, and more. The Rub PR clients have won many awards from XBiz, AVN, Alt Porn, Inked, the TEAs, the Fetish Awards, and others. Erica was featured in XBiz's Women in Adult. She's also received multiple XBiz and AVN award nominations for Marketing Campaign of the Year, Outstanding Marketing Campaign, and Best Marketing Campaign Company Image, as well as an Inked Awards nomination. <laughs> 
In 2018, she won the Night Moves Award for Behind the Scenes, celebrating the stellar work she's done for adult companies, studios, and performers. She's been interviewed by Cosmo, in addition to being profiled by PR Week for their sex issue, and the Wall Street Journal about her social media expertise. She's a freelance writer for Hustler, as well as a blogger for X Critic. And I'm sorry, Erica, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> I didn't know you were going to read the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, you give me a bio, I read it. Uh, I edited it a little bit. Okay, so Erica, what made you get into this crazy industry and venture into PR? Um, well, I was working in advertising as a copywriter and an art director, and it was literally sucking the life out of me. I just would go home every night and just get in the bed. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. on the weekends, I didn't stray too far from there either. So I, I decided to quit because I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and um, I got into adult how everyone did at the time. I answered a Craigslist ad. Hmm. Uh, it was for a company called Wanted List, and at the time, they were the Netflix of porn. Okay. And uh, I was the DVD buyer. I helped the owner run the company. I helped them set up VOD. Did a lot of different stuff. I reviewed, like, over 300 movies. And uh, so while I was there, a vendor at the time, Shane's World, asked me if I wanted to do PR, and the rest is history. Mm, wow. So you alluded to your... Uh, experience before adult, if it isn't too painful, why don't you tell us more? Um, I worked, um, well, it was kind of at the dot-com time, so it was a mm -hmm. different kind of advertising, you know, before everything completely crashed. Right. So I was writing a lot of different copy, you know, I, I have an art degree from UCLA with a minor in English, so I was able mm -hmm. to kind of use that uh, fully, and uh, did, did some real estate stuff, all kinds of different things. It mm -hmm. was... Um, it's an interesting time. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, yeah, being in, being in L.A. is always interesting. Um, <laughs> when should performers and companies hire a publicist? That's a good question. I know. That's um, why I asked it. <laughs> um, if they're serious about their brand and they want to stand out and they actually have things to promote, those are kind of the three key things. Okay. Um, you know, it's not like we wave magical wands here. We need, you know, it needs to be a team effort, meaning the clients and us work together. Well, wait, wait um, a minute. You mean you actually have to have something to promote? Hmm, okay. I know. <laughs> concept, <isn't> it? <laughs> crazy, crazy. <laughs> okay. So how do you choose what clients to add to your roster? Um... Well, um, we look for people who have passion and drive and a good personality, which is important for interviews. And mm -hmm. of course, someone marketable. Mm -hmm. uh, we look for we look for people that we can obviously see potential in and help. Um, I usually talk to them on Skype to make sure they look like their pictures because uh, there's a lot of photoshopping going on. And in, in no. The world. <laughs> so we need to make sure they look sort of like their pictures at least um mm. they'll actually get work and be able to pass um sure. and i kind of go with with my gut if i like them on the initial you know skype or phone call um the times i haven't i, I deeply regretted it mm -hmm. uh, but um you know most of the people we work with i would say like 95 percent of them are awesome mm -hmm. it's 
5%. The 5% that make you come home and go right to bed. Yeah, I understand. Um, So talk about some of the clients you're working with now. Okay. uh, We have a really diverse roster right now. Mm -hmm. We work with, which is a good thing considering COVID, right? Because people that just did scenes had a hard time paying us. Mm. So we have clients who are very, you know, they're diverse in the platforms they're on, but they're also diverse in what they do. So mm-hmm. we have like big name people like Alex Cole and Lauren mm-hmm. Phillips and Nikki Delano mm-hmm. and, um, you know, Lance Hart, who you interviewed. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then we have people who are, you know, kind of up and comers like right. Anastasia Rose and um, what else is that? Ray Ray. She's the queen of gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> and Sophia West. Yeah, isn't that crazy to say? Um, then we work with people who are in fetish, like mm-hmm. Evelyn Malino and Maya Sanchez and Mistress Catherine Green. Um, mm-hmm. Then we have cam pe- people that do cam and clips, like Jessica Starling and uh, Larkin Love uh, and uh, the New York bisex couple. They're a new client. They're They're very interesting. They've only been in two months, but they're killing it on a porn hub and only fans. Mm. So they do something different that no one else does. Mm-hmm. And we also go ahead. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, go ahead. We also have clips for sale and, uh, JW ties is, uh, desperate pleasures. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a faux sort of, uh, amateur, uh, type of studio, but sells really well. Did I, did I hear clips for sale sold recently? No. They have no, they didn't sell, thankfully. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just went into an agreement with MindGeek. Oh, okay. So, okay. So now I have, you know, five people approving my press release instead of two. I love the way I love the way rumors get started in this industry. It's exactly like high school, isn't it? No, it's like kindergarten. If people in adult <sighs> act like adults, life would be great. <laughs> ah, ah, if they if they acted as mature as high school people, right? Or even kindergartners in some cases, but yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Just go to the boards if you want to see evidence of that. Or Twitter, for that matter. Oh, my Lord. Um, yeah. I try to avoid it. What do you think the biggest mistake is that people make with social media? <laughs> she, um, she laughs. <laughs> this, is our biggest, this is our biggest problem right now. I hmm. mean, posting things you shouldn't. You know, these porn girls, they need, you know, they, they need to talk about their career, their OnlyFans, you know, what their new scene is, mm-hmm. those type of things. But, you know, right now we have people posting about politics and religion and current events, and that's always a powder keg. Oh, you mean uh, that's a problem? <laughs> yes. And I can't really do anything about that now because, you know, I don't want to come off as, as, you know, racist or insensitive or, or whatever, because I'm not, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the fans, they just really, really want to s- escape from daily life. So yeah. they don't, they want unicorns, rainbows, and roses. They don't, mm-hmm. they don't. And the girls are complaining, oh my gosh, my OnlyFans subscriptions have dropped. Mm. My Twitter followers have dropped. Yeah. Because, and like companies, it's even worse when companies post the wrong things oh, because yeah. you know, it, it, it backfires even more and can ruin their brand and image. I had a company, I'm not going to say which one, because they might still be working with me, uh, <laughs> who threatened someone on Twitter. Oh, no. They got their account suspended, and they couldn't understand why. And I said, you're lucky you didn't lose it completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not, 
it's and it's just it's bad. And the worst part is that even though if you delete a, a tweet or an Instagram post, mm-hmm. someone's still going to take a screenshot and it's going to live on forever. And it's and they're going to hold it over you. You know, people right. like to do. That. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, the you know, for for every person that you you please with something controversial there's one or two people that you're going to piss off yeah we haven't made any statements about any of this stuff i mean i Mm -hmm. i would just rather give money to something or do something without trumpeting it because i i feel like these companies that are talking about black lives matter they never did before so it makes them look disingenuous or trendy yes you know if i want to give something money to something i just do it i don't run down the street telling people because if you tweet it out or you send out a press release, not only do you look disingenuous and trendy, but you're going again alienate people. There are some people who are very racist. There are some people that just it just enrages them to hear this stuff, you know. And it's just if I get one more email from companies saying this stuff, I'm like, okay, you are you are you are Nordstrom's like. <laughs> Just bring me my shoes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People like you like you said, people want unicorns and rainbows. They they don't you know, this is entertainment. They don't necessarily want uh you to be uh CNN or Fox News. No, those exist for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Notice porn girls aren't on either one of those either. Ah, <laughs> uh, we know. Yes. God, we know. Yeah, and, and that's that's another question I have for you. Uh, without, I mean, it's, this might be a little difficult to answer. And of course, we wouldn't be talking about any of your clients. <laughs> okay. But, but, but yeah, I think you know where I'm going with this. How is it to work with someone who's difficult and really doesn't get it? We had a client for a very long time. I will not say her name. Mm-hmm. And she's notorious in the industry for being very difficult. And I, I really tried. I would suck it up. I'd be nice. I'd smile. Even when she screamed at me <laughs> for no reason. And I finally just got to a point where after AVN and I was like, no more. I had two of them at AVN. I'm like, I told my assistant, have bail money ready because I'm seriously going to lose it. <laughs> I'm going to go bananas and he's laughing i said i'm, I'm dead serious mm-hmm. it's right. hard um some of the girls are just some of them we build monsters here at the PR. so some of them start believing their pr this is a problem with a lot of publicists we yeah. do such a job convince selling our product which is our client that our clients start to believe it and they become very difficult um that happens not a lot but it does happen we also have people who are just crazy uh, you know mm-hmm. the point was like any other field i've worked in a lot of other fields and it's it's the same it's you're going to have crazy people you're going to have nice people you're going to have people you can't reason with (laughs) uh you know sociopaths and what such but you know we just we just do our best and if it gets really bad we just drop a client but it has to be really bad i'm pretty patient actually with clients Mm -hmm. that's the one patient with but when i'm not working i have like zero patience (laughs) like driving I understand. Uh, so what kind of, that <laughs> leads into this perfectly, what kind of damage control does your company provide? 
It depends on the situation. Many things we can fix because uh, I am I am the queen of spin. I can fix things and, and put a spin on it, which any good publicist can do. But again, uh, the client has to be willing to change and work with what we've mapped out for them. If, if they don't, it won't work. A, a good example would be we had a uh, girl with us about five years ago. We changed her name to change her image. And she was known to be kind of volatile on set. So... <laughs> I told her, I'm very straight up with these girls. I'm not mean, though. And I said, look, you need to be nice to everyone on set, the director, the janitor, everyone. So this lasted about a month, and then she lost her shit on set. And they sent her home, and her agency dropped her. It was pretty bad. So, And then she you know, she had a drug problem, which is really kind of what it came down to. And she's not a bad I, I had a feeling from everything you said. Some of them are just crazy. They're not on drugs. You make a but point. It's... You know, like like anybody in the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, it was bad. You know, I felt bad for her. And I still see her around sometimes. She's a cam girl now, and I think that's better for her. Uh-huh. And she had a kid. So I think, you know, some some people, this just isn't for them. Yeah. This environment. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you see the percentage of, of crazy uh, being a little higher in this industry? That's an interesting question. Um <laughs> Yeah, I guess. I mean, I didn't know what a sociopath was until I worked in adults. <laughs> <laughs> just look in, just look in the White House. Dot. Did I say that? Oh, anyway, we said we, we said we said we're not supposed to do those things. Sorry. No. Well, you know what? I that was way before he got in there that <laughs> <laughs> I learned what it was. <laughs> but sure. <laughs> so you were saying you 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 were saying you didn't know what a sociopath was before this industry. Nope. You figured it out, huh? I did figure it out. And I mean, I knew what a psychopath was because I watch a lot of the murder channels. So that <laughs> I knew. Sociopath, I didn't know that one. So. Well, you um, uh, you may have covered this, but maybe you've got another one. I just have a feeling you do. Without naming names, could you share a horror story of a PR nightmare you had to help fix? I'm sure you've got more. The only one I can think of is um, the whole Charlie Sheen thing. <laughs> oh, were you involved in that? Oh, no, no, no. But I had clients that were. Oh, wow. Right. I had, I had one client that called the tabloids on herself. Huh? She, yeah. She called the tabloids on herself. I was getting like phone calls from like TMZ and people. And I'm like, <laughs> no comment. And she was, she was, you know, she wasn't over there. And then I had another client who was trans who he, you know, he was kind of an equal opportunity fucker, I guess would be the word. Well, <laughs> you know, I mean, you got to give him credit for that. Yes. Um, thankfully, this was before he had HIV. Um, and this trans yeah. client totally fell in love with him. He promised to buy her a Mercedes, all this stuff. And I'm in the middle of getting her a toy deal. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. And then, you know, and, and it was bad. And, you know, she had a meltdown at an award show and, uh, she's still in the industry and she got past it. Uh, not a client to anyone. She's great. She's really sweet. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, all the Charlie Sheen thing was was pretty much a nightmare. And then I had another client who was with him um, when he had HIV and didn't tell her. I was she was my client after the fact. But 
it was it was a bunch of craziness with him. I think he's probably been the worst thing we had to deal with. I know now he's he's calmed down quite a bit, but that's what I, I hear. That's what I hear. He's gotten his life together, which is good. He's such a talented guy. He's so he's he's such a good actor and funny man. So yeah, I uh, I, I hope uh, I hope his uh, he's uh, gotten rid of most of his demons. Um, if you could change one thing in the industry, what would that be? Getting back to sociopaths, um, <laughs> uh, the gossip sites, they're a bane, bane of my existence and the client's existence. They're, they're malicious. They don't check their sources. They just need to go there. The good thing is a lot of people don't know who they are. They're not getting the traffic they used to. And they make us look bad, you know, to the mainstream and the fans. And we have enough negativity here on social media right now with all these girls fighting and mm-hmm. outing directors and the what such. We, we really don't need more. <laughs> we have enough going on right now. It's Social media just exploded. I don't know how we went from COVID to Black Lives Matter to arguing with each other and outing mm-hmm. people. That's what happened. Yeah, I mean, with COVID, it shouldn't really be an argument, but somehow it is. Yes, because everyone is an expert. <laughs> oh yeah, those 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 Facebook doctors. Yes, who became Black Lives Matters activists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they became they became Facebook sociologists. Yes, and I think now we're going back to COVID now that it's supposedly ramping up and out of control again. So. <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, nice to be out of the USA. I've said this before. I, I repeat myself, but it's nice to be out of the USA. Um, so, what are the future goals of your company? What uh, and uh, in addition to that, what uh, what's ahead? What's uh, uh, what do you have planned? I would love to win an AVN or an XBiz award for marketing. Hint, hint. AVN and XBiz. Um, mm. <laughs> um, I have two awards. I need more. Um, just kidding. Or am I? Um, we're also looking to diversify our client base. We'd like to take on more companies. We've kind of, in the past, we worked with a lot of different toy companies and adult oriented companies, but over the past couple of years, we focused more on performers and studios. So I'd kind of like to work with more companies and maybe less performers. Um, performers are a lot of work. Uh, companies pay us and they're yeah. usually more business oriented right that's why they're businesses uh, <laughs> that's why so, that's why they call them businesses right yes that's why they call them businesses so yeah i'd like to you know work with more companies i mean i worked with a cryptocurrency company called titcoin hmm. i mean a bunch of different toys which my webmaster calls the island of misfit toys because we've had some interesting things <laughs> Uh, my favorite was the bouncy ball with the dildo or the dildo and the butt plug on it. <laughs> that was an interesting client. Um, yeah, she, she made a uh, 10,000 of them because she saw that there was 10,000 adult stores in the whole country. And she thought if they each bought one and I'm like, okay, they're only each going to buy one. <laughs> hey, now that's, that's what I call planning. Yes, and the 800 of them she brought to Avian, and she couldn't understand, like, why I was looking at her like like she lost her mind. I'm like, you're not going to sell 800 of these. <laughs> Did she sell eight? <laughs> uh, I don't even think she sold 10. <laughs> I don't know. It was 
I'll, you'll have to point her out next year with uh, when she's got like uh, like three thousand of them. <laughs> um, I don't know if she's in. The, I don't think she's doing it anymore. I think she sort of like had a nervous breakdown. I don't know. I, I haven't worked with her in a couple of years, but she was she was a very interesting lady. I uh, I, I I was just mystified the entire time, and I, I was just like, okay, you know. <laughs> You know, that's something about this industry, and it's one of the re- one of the things that keeps me in it. That word interesting. You meet so many interesting people, good and bad, mainly good. Um, I know that's what keeps me in the industry. Um, we, 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 how about you? Went that avian and next resort. I'll stop. Um, I like my job. You know, I was talking to a guy today. He's trying to do something. I won't get into what he does, but it's a company. And he said to me, he goes, wow, you're really passionate about your job. Cause I told him some things I'd like to do for him that he hadn't thought of. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, well, yes I am. And it's sometimes it's hard. Um, you know, uh, when, when you're working nonstop and you don't get a break or, mm-hmm. um, it's just like you have a lot of bad days in a row, but mm-hmm. I really have a love for this industry. I've worked hard over the last 10 plus years that I've had my company to make this industry look good. Mm-hmm. Two months on social media, mm-hmm. it's kind of eroded all of that. So I don't know how many more positive mainstream interviews we'll be getting, but I've always, I've always worked hard mm-hmm. to, you know, because our industry is not full of like drug addicts and crazy people that people think it is. Mm-hmm. It's actually people I would be friends with for life. I mean, there's one guy, his name is Lewis. He used to be my sales guy um, at two different studios. And now mm-hmm. he works for Arcade, I can't think what it's called, but it's um, it's through a toy company. Mm-hmm. And I, I would always be friends with Lewis. Like, he's great. And I've known him for 15 years. Like, there's a lot of really stand-up people in this industry, like yeah. really good people that work really hard and are, are good people. Like Sandy at OC Modeling, she's one of our clients, but she's a friend. I mean, mm-hmm. there are a lot of really good people, people in media we deal with, you know, uh, performers that we don't even work with, you know, mm-hmm. that we're friends with. I mean, I don't know. It's very interesting. It's never a dull day. I can say, I can say that. No, no, that's true. That's one thing about this industry is you, you don't have a boring day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, maybe Christmas. Christmas can be a little dull, but, but, but beyond that, uh, you, uh, there are, there are no, there are no boring days. I, I agree with you. I love the people in this industry. They're my family, you know, and, uh, that's why I love the trade shows. That's why I'm so sad. You don't have physical trade shows right now, but they will be back. I'm hoping Phoenix comes back. Cause that was my favorite. Um, what's the hardest thing about owning your own PR company? Uh, the work life balance. <laughs> okay. There is not one here. Uh, I, I I work a lot. It's hard mm-hmm. for me to stop working. I have to say to myself, this can wait till tomorrow. Like it's it's extremely hard. I'm always available to the clients. As you know, I'm very quick to respond to emails and text messages. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm trying not to be in the office on the weekends, and but I always have my phone on me. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't stop during COVID. I mean, no. like it was. Go, go trying to keep everybody happy. We lost a few people, but we got a lot of new clients in the last mm-hmm. couple of months. I had surgery. I had my gallbladder taken out. Oh, I was literally only out for four days. Huh? <laughs> yes, four days. Jeez, now, now, wait, wait to give yourself a break there, Erica. 
yeah, but if you're gone longer than that, they get mad, you know? They're like, Where, where's my interviews? Where's my press release for my movie? Where's this? Where's that? You know, and when people are worried about money, you've got to work even harder to yeah. give them value, you know? And, yeah. and we literally, I think, lost like three people, but we gained way more than that. I would mm-hmm. say at least six clients over the last four months. So most of our, our, our clients come from referrals from past and uh, current clients. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to just stop working. I mean, it's great that I can start working at 10 in the morning. I'm not a night, I'm not a morning person. I'm a night person, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's, 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 it's sometimes it's just crazy. I'm working, mm-hmm. you know, 13, 14 hour days because stuff has to get done. And I do have an assistant, but mm-hmm. stuff has to get done. I have to have results and I have to keep people happy. You know, yeah. always. Even if you have an assistant, there's a lot of things that the assistant can't do. You've got to do. Yeah, like he doesn't write press releases or deal with the clients or any of that kind of stuff. Like he runs more of the social media type of stuff that we do. We do a lot of social media stuff for our clients and for ourselves. So that's more his thing. Um, and that leads into what do you do in your free time? The very little of it I have. Um, I'm an Ichiban Buddhist, so I chant mm-hmm. Namiho Renge Kyo twice mm-hmm. a day. And I, I, you know, the goal of the type of Buddhism I practice is to, for people to be happy. So. Um, including myself and everyone in the world. So chanting and studying, going to meetings keeps me grounded. Um, when I'm not doing that or working, I'm painting or reading or chilling with my dog and my friends or mm-hmm. spending the day in bed ordering out and binging on Netflix. <laughs> I don't feel bad about a whole day in bed anymore. <laughs> I hear you. So Erica, how can people find you? That is actually very easy. So on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, we are at PR, at T-H-E-R-U-B-P-R. I just made a new TikTok video today and yesterday. Um, And uh, our website is therubpr.com. That's T-H-E-R-U-B-P-R.com. Also look for new columns um, that I write on The Hype, which is a hip-hop magazine, and Hustler in the print issue, sometimes online. And I also write uh, for X Critic and a blog. So those are kind of the best places. I spend a lot of time on Twitter and Instagram, though. TikTok's kind of, you got to be careful with adults and TikTok. <laughs> so I, I don't put too much on TikTok. And apparently TikTok might be going away in this country because mm. our makers are mad at China. Go figure. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Well, Erica, you are indeed everywhere. There's no two ways about it. And uh, I'd like to thank you for being our guest today on Adult Side Broker Talk. I hope we'll get a chance to do this again really soon. Thank you for having me. It's nice to have you. My broker tip today is part four of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. Trademark your website. Having a trademark instantly protects your brand and makes your site more valuable when it comes time to sell it. Trademarking your site will cost an average of about $1,500, but should be more than worth the investment when it comes time to sell it. Show buyers ways you feel the site can make more money in the future. This includes showing them future plans you may have, traffic trends as well as sales trends, If things are growing and you can show them how to grow it more, they're likely to be willing to pay more for the site. Do something unique with your site. If you have competitors, figure a way to do it better. Be different in some distinguishable way that makes you better. Your members will notice and spend more money with you. 
Make your site a place that people want to visit, not just to buy things or view porn. Be creative, not just one of the many. Keep thinking outside the box and make positive changes on your site. Think like a buyer when planning or updating your site. Don't think like a tech. Think like the consumer. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be talking to Rick Morales, CEO of Strip Chat. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. I'd once again like to thank my guest, Erica Icon. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. I'm Bruce Friedman.